fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. I must break you. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. episode 82 and it's me of course Gary P and the prof Carl Riley. Hello fellow Hoopers. So we're going to review the Pats game look ahead to Sligo at home this Friday huge game prof must win. Uh, questions from the East End Quifties with Dean Dillon Brandon Cavanagh and Sean Callan so the young guns are all up to try and qualify for the next round and uh, we are always sponsored by Camille in Thai Tala takeaway and it's absolutely gorgeous we're Advertising the crispy chili chicken, the most popular Thai dish in the country. It's ten euro including the drink, match day deal, special guarantee. It's gorgeous. Did you say ten euro? Ten euro, prof. Can you believe it? No, I can't. Well, it's true. Ten euro for a man and crispy chili chicken, most popular Thai dish in the country. Get down to Talatai. Take away right now. Um, yeah, so mention the show and uh, make sure you pick it up because it's absolutely delish. So it's Tala Thai Takeaway Tala Village. And it's just, if you remember, it was where the old extra vision used to be. So if you just take a little turn off the bypass, go in and around where the bank is, and in you will have your crispy chili chicken. So, um, yeah, we have a packed show, as usual. So we have Fikret send us a message. He has said we have raffle tickets printed now, and we will be selling them from Friday. So €3 euro a ticket, 2 for 5 and 5 for 10 going to have two winners. Gavin Bazoo News Jersey and Dave Max. And we'll give uh, some of our merch for Tord and Fort. They also have a bus, ticket to the bus, and a couple of cans, I think, and a match ticket. That'd Over 18s only. That'd be a prize possession, wouldn't it? Yeah. Bazuna's jersey. I think so. I was telling them to, let, I was, I was telling them to sit on it, let it stew, mm-hmm. and wait, wait till he makes an appearance or something like that. Maybe he's capped by Ireland, though. Yeah, uh, definitely. Next number one. So that is that. Get them from the Ultras, and uh, yeah, get your tickets and for this wonderful, wonderful draw. Uh, yeah, so we're recording this on Wednesday, the 30th of March. So today is exactly 10 years since the opening of Tala Stadium. And, um, the iconic photo twig, hooking oh, his foot around the, that ball. Just the technique and the way he struck it. Absolute bedlam. I think it was block A we were in. It was fade, wasn't it? Top he of block A and then ended up at the bottom of it. Yeah, it was seriously, seriously overcrowded. And uh, a great a great day. And Robbo was in the paper today talking to the sun about uh, the experience yeah so uh, we had a special show about the anniversary of Stephen Roy's plan unfortunately it had to be rescheduled so hopefully it'll be out in a couple of weeks 
but the Prophet still has a couple of stats. Do indeed, yeah. We played 244 games at Tala. Oh, I love yeah. these. So 10 years, 244 games. Yeah, and we scored 448 goals. Okay. And that win over Derry in our first game of the season, first home game, that was actually our 100th league win at Tala. <laughs> now, that went under the radar. Basically, that was me being complacent. I forgot it at the time. <laughs> Another funny stat was um, I was doing some some stats about Tala because I think I might do a graphic or something this week. Okay. And so I'd be like, who scored the fastest goal? Who's the youngest player? Obviously, Bazunu. Who's the oldest player? Ooh, oldest. And I was I was noticing Manus. He's going to turn thirty seven in May. Okay. And I remember McPhail was thirty six when he retired. I was like, I was thinking, oh, I might be close. So I had to work it out to the day when McPhail made his last appearance in Tada. And when Manus did. And What's for, the difference? And for McPhail, I got 36 years, 9 months and 13 days. Oh, it's close. And for Manus, it's 36 years, 9 months and 13 days. What? They were equal. What are the odds of that? Mental. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> are you serious? And you just happened to look that up? Yeah, because I figured it was going to be one of them. And it was yeah. bang on. It's actually a joint record. So I think, as of Sligo then, Manus will become the oldest. Yeah. As of recording the show, it's, it's Eagle. Um, what, have you, what else have we got? Have you got any more stats? That was it. Oh, if you're getting lazy, you're going to have to start <laughs> getting, getting the finger out of Marlon. Apologies. <laughs> so we beat Pats 1-0 at Richmond Park on Friday night. And... Um, Great night, really was. Uh, the whole lead up to it was fantastic. The hoops have uh, f- we have a few new watering holes out there, but we were in the marble arch, and uh, I think it's I think it's 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 going to be cemented in for the future. Now I don't mm. think we can see ourselves going anywhere else. So I was thinking about hitting down that place, Rascals, that new br- micro brewery, but they're officially pats, so <laughs> they, they can fuck off at this stage. Uh, they're uh, they're sponsoring pats match day experiences and everything so I think we'll stick to the marble arch the amount of people implying to me that we hadn't won in Mission Park in ages I was one of them it was October yeah I was one of them five months for god's sake uh, another scramble for tickets as our full allocation was sold out and some people arrived and were told it was sold out so uh, torn away I don't I didn't meet anybody or hear come across anyone who was torn away but I definitely heard that uh, yeah did you I didn't yeah, hear anything I heard that happened to people was it Ray Whelan said it it's it's possible and they literally made an announcement over the PA saying if you've got any friends coming to the game this was about 15 minutes into the game if you've got any friends coming tell them now to turn back because it's sold out no way I didn't hear that yeah have you ever heard an announcement like that at a League of Ireland game I was too enveloped in the game prof our mission was jam packed wasn't it absolutely I mean, jam when's the last time you saw the Kamak like that I know the Kamak and the the stand behind the yeah. their goal Absolutely jammed. Brilliant to see. It really was. Apparently, it's one of their biggest crowds, or their biggest crowd in years and yeah, years. But it was over four thousand there, wasn't it? Yeah. When have you ever seen Richmond over four thousand? It's insane. Right. And it was. Uh, we had the place rocking. Let's be honest. We were some people at Jerry Cinnamon though instead. Yeah, some people who will not be named. No, you are. <laughs> uh, the program prof. I said it to you. I said are you eating your dinner off that thing because the, the size of it. It's like a <laughs> massive dinner plate. It is. It was a great, a uh, fair play to them and the likes of Dodge who. Who really, really gunning for you, man? I said you need to get your finger out here. Dermo was in there as well. Yeah, good old Dermo Looney's in there. Writing about Pat's history project that mm-hmm. we spoke about last week. It's actually quite costly to produce a program that size. 
I always so, wondered what's is that what it is? That's it's cost effective. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, you so know, you'd wonder. Was there a what was there? Is a three? But either way, yeah. it's it's it was it's much it's much it's it's noticeably larger than any other mm. program we've ever we've ever seen. Tom Sargent was on his best behaviour this year. Tom Sargent was yeah. he? Do you remember that last year? The little digs. I thought that was extremely unprofessional. That was yeah. uh, what, what did he write about again? It was you saying we were pompous for saying that. Yeah. We came out to the announcement that we were 17 times champions and that we were great for comedy value or something being laughed at. Yeah, listen, it's just the truth, isn't it? It's a great, uh, great opposition piece there. So, um, yeah, so the the shed was absolutely jam-packed as well. Really, really good atmosphere before the game. And uh, just before we delve and jump right into reviewing the match, our favourite pal of the podcast is back, Prof. He's back. It's Winston. Okay, we're here with Winston. We're in Inchicar, about an hour before kickoff, and back to winning ways on Monday on top of the table. So there really isn't much too too much to complain about this week, is there? Uh, well, 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 there is. Yeah, well, there's plenty to complain about. Uh, playing music after the goal that's nonsense absolute nonsense right music at, and the music at half time as well is way too loud it's madness this is League of Ireland that's not the bleeding Super Bowl what's next cheerleaders I was going to log on to the forum now at half time myself now and, and complain about it, but someone uh, after the Derry match but someone had beat me to it now uh, uh, I just want to stress this right now Trevor Clark again not starting our best player you can't play football without wingers Look, I've told you this numerous times. I know a thing or two about a thing or two, right? And we have 427 midfielders or whatever it is. And no strikers, no plan B. Except your man, Vojtjevic. Now, if Bradley doesn't trust him, why do we sign him? And why should we trust him? I suppose in fairness to Oran, he's been nursing two cracked ribs for a while and he's still working his way back up to match fitness. And I mean, we haven't seen him on the pitch for even an hour. So is that enough to judge him? Yeah, well, I think so. Listen, he... he Look, he missed a sitter against Dundalk, and he didn't do too much about uh, about Atten when he came up against Harps. Yeah, he, he he knows his Terminator films, but the lad has the mobility of the cast of Cocoon. Now, it wasn't all his fault, to be fair. Vokivok, I just, I don't, I don't know why we didn't push forward against Harps. I keep saying this, I keep saying this all the time. I was saying it to the lads, and the lads around me agreed with me. We said we should have three goals. We should have moved forward. We should, we, we should be getting forward, pressing on the games. Three goals is nothing to be sitting back on. So going back a bit, I mean, how did you get on the Derry game? I was grand, you know. It was, it was all right. It was a big crowd, and long way that continue. I tell you, get yourselves down to Block X, lads. It's great, fantastic atmosphere altogether. Fantastic. Keep on hooping. You've really changed your tune there. I mean, last week. You were saying you weren't going to move from the East End. Didn't you say you were going to scatter your ashes on it? That's you again with your attention to detail. Oh, here, by the way, right? I was half a bleeding hour in that queue for the ticket before the game. Only two people at the boots. Two people. Com- completely understaffed. And here, what was the story with the Derry Match programme? I couldn't get one. How, how, how does a club, right, of this stature run out of programmes? I think Robert Goggins explained that in the Dundalk program, didn't he? I mean, it's just sort of a judgment call of how many to print. And he printed an extra run, but we still ran out with such a high demand. Yeah, but we didn't buy a program last week, did we? So how would I know that? Okay, what about the, the balls game? Well, look, that's from the get-go, right? I thought he got his formation all wrong, right? We've never gained control of that game, not once. 
right? But those lads, you want to be playing 4-5-3 with plenty of support for the lads up front, or 3-6-1 with the 1 in the diamond and the 2 up the front. And what was ours? 2-9-1. Too much congestion in the middle of the park. I keep saying it all the time. Nobody listens to me. What we need in the middle of that park is Goyle. Goyle. Now, Ethan Boyle going off, right? Ethan Boyle going off. Now, I hope the lads are right and all that stuff, but maybe it wasn't the worst thing in the world, right? Because he wasn't offering much going forward at that stage of the game. Right? He wasn't offering nothing. Balls were out passing us, they were, they, were, they were just simply better than us, they choked us out, especially in the centre of the park. And it's the same old humiliation, and it just wasn't good enough. There's no worse feeling than leaving that kip after a defeat. No, no worse feeling. Of course we were all sick about that result, but nonetheless, did you enjoy the build-up and the atmosphere at the uh, Well, I wasn't at the game myself, I, I couldn't get a ticket, which is the disgrace, right? And I've told this before, it's an absolute disgrace. I actually saw on the Bowes Twitter that there was a nine-week-old baby that got a ticket. An infant from Cabra got a ticket to the Derby, and I didn't. Now, I'm fully, fully in this club 40 years. What's he ever done, this nipper? Huh? What's he done? And don't you know he's probably a member? Members get priority for everything, and I'm sick of that. And I don't know when that started, but I'll tell you now, I'm sick of it. Well, I don't know about, ba- about Bowes babies, but I think that's always been the case for Rowers members, Swinson. Even so, there's about 40 tickets left in general sale a few days before that match. Listen, oi, look, we all don't live on the doorstep of Tallis Stadium, right? I live on the north side of Stepaside, right? And I floated around Fibsler on Monday, having to pick up a ticket last minute. And someone on Facebook said something about streams, but I, I couldn't find any in there neither, right? Now, eventually, I found a, I came across a group of young, young Rover supporters, right? Full of the singing songs outside the hall, terrific stuff. They, they, they did have a ticket for me. They tried to sell me to me uh, at face value. Now, between yourself and myself, I didn't take it. I was somewhat suspicious, right? Because I looked at it in comparison to the standard ticket, and this thing was the size of the evening press. It was huge. There was no way I was getting in with that. Uh, now, I will call a spade a spade, though, right? We were robbed by that referee at Dalia. Right? He should have had a bally on him, that fella, right? They should only appoint. Now I'll say this to you, and you can, you can say this to the powers that be, they should only appoint the coaches in them Dublin derbies. No secret allegiance to clubs, no, no mason handshakes, none of that crack. Your man got Ward, your man Ward, right? He got Greener sent off with all his theatricals. Sweet Santa and Defoyne James Street, he nearly rolled all the way into the banks of the canal. It was ridiculous. Unbelievable. Now Greener can't get any luck with any officials lately, can he? Can he? He was on side for that goal against Derry that was disallowed. Well, well, probably, that's, I couldn't really see it from where I was from the new view and the new stand. It, I meant to ask you something, so by the way, what, 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 what minutes am I on next week? Or like, the, 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 the podcast I was on? Is that your phone? We're doing an interview here. What was the, the minute I was on that show last week? I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I just uh, Somewhere at the start. So anyway, tell from the East End are on the bus, the Body Buffet, on March 22nd. So, Winston, can we count you in? Oh, you better believe it. Put me down. Put me down for Donegal. I can't wait. I just hope they don't search the kids at the torn stores like they did at the Waterford game. Now, that was disgraceful. It was unbelievable. I mean, you have to ask yourself, what's, what's going on here? Health and safety going crazy. How are people supposed to get their cans and their flares in? It's nonsense. Nonsense. Well, thank you, Winston, as curmudgeonly as ever. So, until next time.
what, 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 what does that mean? Commercially? You see, again, which are, which are smart words, right? We're not all, we are all, all doctorates in, in. It just means cranky, Winston, which is a fair enough assessment. Uh, you, to you me, it seems like quite a, cranky in these interviews. But it sounds like a bleeding biscuit. You're kind of harping on the negative a lot, you know what I mean? No, I would not have, I'm a realist. That's uh, what I am, I'm a realist. Me call this Moaning, no, 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 but not, but not moaning. Alright, so Winston was back and as grumpy as ever. Yeah. Um, I, God, I, I have to say, I fancy trying 4 5 3. Yeah. I'd give that a go any day of the week now. What was the, the two and the diamond? And the, the two and the diamond and the, and the nine and then the two up front. You <laughs> see a lot to moan about this. Winston's week. the main man. Um, yeah, so. We will talk about the team now, and as uh, I think, who saw it? Someone said it to me. Someone asked me, "Am I ever, ever gonna get a prediction right?" <laughs> regards, I think I got a prediction right before. I think I got uh, a couple. Of, no, I got a one nil late win. Actually, I got the Danny Carr, the one that I forgot all about. I got that right. I predicted that right last year. One nil late win. Not oh, the, yeah. not a goal scorer, but as regards to team selection, I don't think we're ever gonna get it right. We never, never seem to get it right. Anyway, so as regards to the team, we had uh, Trev. In for Cavo and Joey in for Bone, and then we Finner replacing Watts. So look at the strength of that squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the bench alone. It's just in. It's it's just so so strong. Pat Tohi tormenting us all game for both of us dropping Finn in our starting elevens. So. He did a lot of good work. Um, he does do a great Harry Kenny impression though. Yeah, oh, that was good. Doesn't it? We get him on. Um, yeah, no, I mean as. As fucking depraved as he is, Pato, he does have a, good, a bit of a decent football brain. I won't give him too much, uh, too many compliments. But um, yeah, Finn, Finn was excellent. He he hustled all night. I mean, he did a lot of walk yeah. off the ball in the first half. He I didn't mean, touch the ball that often, but he was he really did work his socks off in the second half. He was yeah, excellent. He was great. In the second half, second half, he was brilliant. So. Um, yeah, so we got the news during the week that Aaron Green will not face any additional suspension for that red card at Bowes. But uh, totally right, in my opinion. Do you know what I was thinking about during the game? Uh, this was kind of a significant game for Brazos' transfer policy because how much scrutiny has that been under since he's That's been That's something charge? I've been thinking about during the week. I was actually thinking about his the players that he brought in. I was talking to Anto Matthews about it, actually, and we were we were talking about McInef and how effective that he's been. And then we were talking about Ryan Connolly. <laughs> and then we talked about his the glut of transfers that he had. I remember he there's a photograph like there's Pico, there's Devine, there's him, Curry, Paul Curry, Devine. Connolly. Yeah. Uh I think that's might have been it. I think there's a photo of it somewhere in Johnny Blues, but um the transfers have been I think he's he went for quantity that year and now this time he's gone for quality and he's brought yeah. in Jack Bourne. Well, the reason I think about this time is because like eight players in that past squad, people go on and build. We're going on and build how many former hoops there were in the past squad. Right? Yeah. But let's be more specific. There were eight players in that squad released by Stephen Bradley. Now that's now that's a stat. That that's to me. That's more interesting. Now we were going on about five of the, yeah. the start or five of the seven subs being the ex hoops were released by Bradley. Five of the seven released by Bradley. Four. On the on the pitch were four star and eleven, they were basically just Ian Birmingham. He didn't play under Bradley. The rest of them did. They're all released. And so, do you know what? Last year that would have been the motivation to beat us. Yeah. Harry Kenny, the manager, even like how often has he been linked with with the job here? 
Kevin Toner, who we supposedly missed out on, and yeah. was going to cost us everything. And apparently was yeah. too unfit to join us. That's what the problem was there. Um, Madden, who a lot of people felt we should have kept. Brando, who people wondered why couldn't we get the best out of him last season. I'm waiting for somebody to... You know, the people are waiting for me to just <laughs> jump right in here and defend Brando. That's what I <laughs> But uh, it's early days. Uh, Pats are still trying to figure things out. But to a man, I thought, even with Forrester on the pitch, we looked like we had better individuals. Can, can you name and one performance from our starting 11 and even our subs who did not step up and perform on Friday night? To a man, as the old saying goes, mm. to a man, we were unbelievable. Name one player that didn't just stand up and be counted like, like Joey O'Brien. Oh, outrageous. What in the See that at one stage... Yeah. I think he nearly he fell over, but he managed to hold on to the ball, stood up, yeah. and then just play the ball. Like it was just unbelievable. Everyone's got to have the same thought. It was like, it was like, oh, we're in trouble here. Yeah, pass chances on. Then he recovered though. Yeah, he always seems to move in slow motion. But as mm. you say, it's actually just his experience. He doesn't need to move like no, a lunatic. He doesn't he just control. He just played it out, and I think it was one of those. There was a collective ah. From from the crowd, and then I think one of the shouts of the night was from a Pats fan. He said, "Joe, you have all the money in the world, but you can't buy a smaller forehead." <laughs> so that's what apparently was the shout of the night. So uh, yeah, we came out of blocks flying, and immediately we had been all week. We had been saying Jack Bourne needs a good game. Jack Bourne needs a good game, and I had dropped them from this from this team. And mm-hmm. then uh, seven minutes in with the penalty, a slip from Desmond and Greener was right in on it. And bearing down on goal, he was hacked down and red car for me. So what is the rule? Is it that if you don't make a genuine attempt at the ball? Yeah, it's a brand new rule. Now that and before that rule came in, there would have been a red card straight away. But now it's up to the referee to decide whether he feels there was an attempt on the ball or not. So he Doyle looked at that and said, "Okay, I feel like he went for the ball." Someone made an interesting reference. Remember the pass beat is four 0 and Tala yeah. and Budimer. Did the double punishment? I had I, this. This is I'm never ever gonna let this one go. That was this a shocking decision. decision. Because what happened was Derek Foran had been beaten. Bisto Flood is true on goal. Bisto Flood takes a shot. Barry Murphy saves it. Foran felled him. Yeah. Therefore, the goal scoring opportunity is now gone. Yeah. They've had that advantage, so he gets the red and he gets the penalty. Comical decision. I actually spoke to the assessor of that game when I was doing my referee's course and he was totally diplomatic. He said he made the right decision at the right time. He wouldn't be genuine with me. He wouldn't give a proper opinion. He said, I feel that's the right yeah, decision. Yeah, but we know they're really opinion this because how many games has Bonimer refed since that day? About six. Oh, yeah, exactly. He doesn't get many and probably the odd little force Pretty division. Pretty much been banished versus Athlone in the, the arse of yeah. nowhere. So, yeah. Yeah, Desmond's Slipped on the ball and allowed Green in. And as we say, we he was in like a shot, wasn't he? As we say, we we wanted him off. He all chanted off, off, off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, so I don't know how he didn't send him off. And it was nearly a two for. I mean, Green, our ankle yeah. got got shredded as well. I was well. watching back again this morning, and like the ball is kind of like to the left, and he goes around the ball and just tangles Greener down. Yeah, it was it was more like a uh, like a. He's actually going for his shins. Like, yeah, no, he chopped them down. Yeah. And he has the scars as well to prove it. So um, Side footer into the corner this time by McInerney. Oh, yes. No Penenka. Wheeling away. Without, there's a great mm. photograph out there that before the ball even hits the net, he's wheeling away celebrating. 
So we have a confident young man on our Apparently hands. Apparently their ultras were given out that he celebrated in front of them. Ah, oh, yeah, well he did. He called them, but he always like, yeah, I'm on over to the Shed End Invisibles here. Someone in the forum was saying it was great listening because he was in that stand with Pats fans. He said it was great here in the Mon, but then they kept going for the whole half, so then it wasn't as fun. <laughs> so um, then we had Brando with a back post attempt and uh, he should have buried yeah and cries of there's that Brando we love <laughs> from from around us even even just after kickoff though I noticed Brando running for the ball and thought wow I haven't seen him move that fast yeah I know yeah he was trying to prove a point but you uh, finally get the chance you fat bastard at him without feeling guilty <laughs> the car adrenaline chances as well ah oh, Danny Carr this was an ex. This is the this is the best counter attacking move I've seen from us in a long time. We broke down the right straight into Jack Bourne. Jack Bourne was yeah. on fire in this game, and personally, the angle that we were at in the you know, the view isn't great where we are in the stand, but the angle that he was at, I thought he could have curled it into the top right instead of laying it off the car. But I think Bourne is one of those guys that would probably prefer to assist than to score. And, uh, I thought he was in a better position to score, he looked though, like it at the time yeah. and even when you watch it back it looked like he could have kind of just stroked it in with the ability that he has he, he could put that into the top corner no problem but he may, do you know what he's, he's such a good player I think he just saw Dan Carr and thought he's in a better position the defender is further away put Danny in and Danny I personally thought Danny should have went for an Aaron Green versus Harps and put it across the keeper instead of putting into the- it into the the, the near post drilled into the side net yeah side net so it was an excellent excellent counter attacking move Danny's cut his hair again yeah make up your mind at least give us half a season with the afro come on yeah the 70s afrocentric uh, style I was loving that and it was just short of having a pick <laughs> and, and like smoking a new part and, and yeah. talking like <laughs> in a cool accent Drennan probably had their best chance with the header uh, once again it came from across from their left side and Dipping onto our back post, and mm. uh, he should have buried it. He got away from Grace, I think it was. And even when you watch it back, it looked like a, it was a free sitter hair. from where we were. When you watch it back on the TV, he should have buried it. He had so much room. It, it, it was scary. So, game would have been totally changed. And Pats, Pats aren't really scoring. They've scored three goals, no. all by Drennan. If you listen to Greatest League in the world this week, they spoke about that as well. They they have the one player kind of three goals and three three by yeah. Brent by uh, Drennan and. Like I said, Jack Bourne, Jack Bourne literally didn't lose the ball once, I don't think. Oh, he was a mess. He has the ability to just do this, but do you think small spaces suit him rather than a big open pitch like that? We Tala? were kind of thinking that, right? The congested pitch. Because he's, he's, he's a quick thinker, whereas if you give him more time, the, play, the, pace, the, the, play, the, the pace of the game kind of slows down and then people kind of get into position. But if you have to tick quickly... That's where he flourishes, and he was excellent. Excellent. The majority of that first half, though, it wasn't a joy to watch. We totally dominated. Pats players were chasing shadows half yeah, the time. Yeah, they couldn't get the ball off us at all. And how good were we at pressing? It was just brilliant. It was a joy to see us go to Richmond and just take it to them. It really was. There was actually another great move, uh, aside from the one you mentioned, the carry chance. Byrne on the halfway line played it up to Carr. Carr slipped in Aaron Green, back heel for... McIniff oh, and McIniff. he shot over he, he, he side foot into the bottom oh, that was great football super football excellent and I mean you put your house on McIniff to at least hit the target anyway controversy after we got the goal no well, it was yeah it was right after the goal um, the Stewart a Stewart attacked the fan 
and there is mm-hmm. damning footage out there as well. Delighted we got the got it on video now because it it would have sucked if it would have been like our word against his sort of thing. Yeah, so a steward attacked a sixteen year old fan and uh, split him open. He had a bust lip, and if you look at the video, it's unprovoked, totally unprovoked. So you can't, you can't dispute that footage. No, you can't at all. He just totally throws himself into the into this into the stand and attacks a young fan. So you see him carrying away down the corner. I did. Away? Yeah, he was he was giving the hook. As, as uh, they say in Inchicore, and then we had Wayne Scales, uh, his real name, <laughs> had to be smuggled out, and he nearly shat his trousers when the crowd turned on him. I'm surprised he wasn't pulled into the fucking shed end, to be honest. Well, as someone pointed out, uh, I think a lot of people in the shed didn't see it. Where we were in the stand, we had a great view of it. Yeah, it was more so the people surrounding. Yeah, his, his yeah, yeah, the four or five around him or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully he'll be uh, he'll be pulled up on that and reprimanded. And um, by the way, another steward uh, ran on the pitch a minute before the half time yeah. whistle. He thought it was really? half time. Was done out. Yeah, <laughs> that was gas. Uh, and then my man of the match, Joey O'Brien, with a beautiful chance, a, a slow motion header that I thought was going into the bottom corner, and Clark just managed to just yeah. lick it away. It was excellent. Even, really good football again. the ball thinking about the chan- Yeah, thinking about the chances that we had in this game. Um, really was an excellent chance. two good chances, wasn't it? It was the header, and... Were they both headers? Possibly. I'm only, I can only think of one at the moment. I can no, only think he had two great, great chances in that game. i just seen uh, the amount of headers yeah. that he won at the back as well in... And his, his positioning was stunning. One of the Mar fans was convinced that a pass player, an outfield player, got his hand on it. But uh, oh, I'm, oh yeah, I'm talking about that one. I'm talking that was yeah. the goal mouth scramble. He had one of those headers, and then I think it was Pico as well. I saw I saw a pass player put his hand to it, and then I thought one of the chances in that same scramble was behind the line, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the B. But mm-hmm. definitely, I'm nearly sure someone got the hand on it, but that wasn't a goalkeeper. For once, Brendan Clark. Would actually deserve a man the match award against us. Yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Pretty, pretty much the only time he's ever gotten the award and probably earned it. The one in Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron Green again. Now this is another talking point as well. Um, I thought he was excellent on the night. I really did. His hold of play was brilliant. He hustled and hustled those past defenders beyond belief, and I thought he was excellent. But he has to take those chances. He does mm. that. I mean, I thought his anticipation was fantastic because he yeah. he was going for the ball. And he just kept going for that for that initial chance that where like a long ball looped in, it bounced, and it looked like he was going for the ball. But he said just kept running, and the Pat's defender headed over Clark, and he just had to put it in the bottom corner. I love. He was on the turn, but when you watch it back again, once again, television uh, proves it to be a glaring chance. I love the instinct he showed there. I often wonder why strikers don't do that more often. Kind yeah. of anticipate back passes. It was. It was really good to even get himself into the position, but he did the hard part. The way he hooked his foot around that ball with his right foot, it just had a feeling he was going to scuff it wide. Yeah. The, the, the second he hit it, I just thought, oh, that's not going in. But like I said, he, he did well get into it in the fourth place. And even like the way he hustles and harasses defenders, he made that chance from the second chance for himself where he yeah. was true on goal. Clark did well. Should have finished exactly. it. Exactly. You said the first goal was a hoof. The second chance was a hoof as well. It was a hoof down the halfway line. And I can't remember what the, what the, who the pass pair was. Desmond again, I think but it was. But he just showed us a tiny lapse in concentration. And Greener was and in. He presented the ball to him. Yeah. And Greener was gone. That's the he type has of... everything else. He has 
the pace. He has the instinct. You'd love to see him notch a few more goals now. You never think you'd say this about Green, I was just yeah. Aaron Green. So uh, a couple of nervy moments at the end. Um, they started to come into it a little bit. Well, the fear was Reese McCabe kind of uh, did well for them. Um, I thought Drennan. Oh yeah, I actually thought Drennan had a good game. Bar the misses, he held the ball up well. He linked up play. Um, Connor Clifford was a no show. He got hooked. You went very easy on him today or on Friday. True, again. yeah, true. I had. Didn't you reduce him to tears at Oriya mm-hmm. Park once? No, I think you're thinking of some other podcast host, Pros. Oh, okay. Prof. Um, who else wasn't great? I thought Forrester was a little bit off the boil. You could still see the class he has, but I mean, he was in Jack Bourne's pocket. I still think he is there now. I think the fear at the end was that they would nick a goal from a set piece yeah, or something. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But Joey O'Brien was unbelievable at the back. His positioning and just getting that head on absolutely everything that came into play. It was brilliant. I was, And you know what? Joey didn't even get forward that much. It was just positioning and just cuteness well you seeing, say that but he had two of our best chances no as in yeah. as in a marauding fullback type of yeah. getting forward yeah he did get forward for the like not with the ball at his feet he got forward to support and, and get on the end of crosses and things like that which is fantastic to see Um, but the nervy moments it was there was a couple and the man of the match there was so many like like I think Tutty gave man the match to Finn. I I just thought Joey O'Brien stuck out. I would give it to Joey narrowly ahead of Jack Byrne. It's just I think there was a couple of things he did, and he just he was he was involved in everything, and he just Jack Byrne got got the hook as well about seventy minutes, didn't he? For I think it was Sam Bone. Or, I think he's our most sub player now. Yeah, um, but what about Greg Bulger? What about those blocks in the fourth half? How can we even let that go? How can we forget about that? It's getting to the point now where Bulger where... He threw his body on the line. We kind of just expect this from him now. Yeah. It's like, oh, there he is. It's like, ah, he game. does it anyway. It's yeah. grand. But he was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, oh, loud the man of match contenders there. Everybody was... was uh, the one thing I will say about Trev, I, last year, like it was noticeable that... Now, this is totally just an observation. We're not criticising the guy... Last year, when he had the ball at his feet, he just kind of went on and he bombed on at defenders. Now he's torn him back, so I think that's the mental side of a really bad injury. That's the the mental anguish that he probably suffered when he was injured and he was out and he was probably feeling down. But now he's back on the pitch and he's thinking to himself, right, I'm, he's not totally one hundred percent there mentally as well. So he's torn him back and he's not going at defenders the way he would. But I think one or two more games, a bit more fitness, I think that'll that'll change. But it was noticeable, wasn't it? That he was torn him back and not mm. taking on his man. Yeah, you brought that up a few times, yeah. Yeah, so then we had Pico as well. And uh, I was coming home on the motorway, Prof, and uh, he, he he wouldn't pass me on my lane anyway. So <laughs> What are you trying to say, Gar? <laughs> Jesus, see this swipe? And they got in. That swiped the second he did it. I was thinking, I think Jesus. two or three of his errors let, let pass in. Is he determined to score a spectacular on goal this season? Oh, because we had that. the lob in Waterford. We had a, a wild pass back that was curling into Manus's bottom oh, left corner. Oh, I forgot how we forget about that. That was, that was like a shot. That was Shelburne-esque. Remember that, yeah, yeah, the 4-0. That was a wild pass back. I mean, any, any more pace than that was bottom corner. Um, yeah, he's uh, as as committed and as much heart as he has. Jesus, he's. I think, let's say he's like Dermot Keeley. Um, the atmosphere was amazing. Oh. Rovers fans in the shed had a hopping, and of course, that big shout out to the whack. I was looking out. We were in the very fourth start part of the stand, and I looked over, and he's standing up, and he's like, "Come on, 
get up, you can sit on your couch at home, I think he said. <laughs> and he got the stand up with the super hoops going. And you could just look him, he's looking around and he's he's like, no, he was like uh, he was like Jim Larkin, the hands up in the air, giving it loads, trying to get everybody up off their seats. And he did. Everybody got up. Some atmosphere in that game. It was like a throwback to the Michael O'Neill era, wasn't it? Ah, it was brilliant. It really was. And the fact that, like, I can't remember, I, I think the, the semi-final maybe, where we went, where we went with Turner scored, that was probably the last time the place was packed like that. Yeah. Someone described it as like a home game. It really was. Yeah. I mean, all you could hear was us. Yeah. The usual. And as always, the 10 minutes when you're held back, when you win, it doesn't matter. You'd happily stay back in the other 10. Easily. And just analysing the game and watching Dan Carr do backflips. Do you know as well, not just the atmosphere in the ground, coming out of the gates I can't remember last time I saw such a positive rush of energy yeah like just dozens of people coming out singing massive grins in their faces I was like wow and, and the something thing, good is happening yeah, here yeah see the thing is as well though people will say oh it's early days and you can't get too excited no you take your wins as wins take them and be happy about them be positive and move forward don't get too over happy as regards to talking about leagues and things like that it's early early days mm. Be happy about the wins. Be positive. Talk about the good things. That's what it's all about. That's what football is all about. It's it's fleeting. Football is fleeting. You gotta celebrate while while it's there. I mean, you're not gonna walk out after beating balls or pats or something like this. Also, we'll, we'll hold off on this celebration just in case something happens. No, yeah. you gotta celebrate while you can. Just like on the flip side, the, we could end up with a mediocre result in the next two or three weeks, and we're not gonna talking about like it's the apocalypse either you know? yeah exactly exactly and um, yeah so big shout out to all the young fans <laughs> and hopefully we can get them all to Harps don't forget Harps Tifty's bus is still gone the bogey bus plug that the bogey bus as much as we can because we have still a couple of seats left it's actually filling up really fast and the north side pickup at the Clayton Hotel is after bumping it up a little bit um, so definitely get on that and this is all about uh and, and do you know what? I'll, there was there was a there was a quote from a player, and he said that these games are great, they're fantastic, they're, they they love the atmosphere. But he said the games, the likes of the Sligo's at home, and the likes of the UCDs at home. He said that's when we need the fans, that's when we need the lift. That's what a quote from a player. Mm-hmm. So I think <clears throat> it's a great show. It's a good point. And um, yeah, back to the game. We had Pat's fans shouting at McAniff. Said you're fucked after Brexit. <laughs> so. Uh, there's a couple, yeah. There's a couple. I love the, I love the gems that are shouted at players from from the stands. Is this the best performance you've seen in Richmond? Can't think of a better one. There was a very good one under Crawley. My favorite in the cup, everyone two 0 Yes, my favorite. Very win, good performance that day. My favorite win was under O'Neill in Richmond. I always talk about this one, the one where Stewie Bourne lost the ball in the middle of the park. Billy Denny he picked it up and just buried it. And yeah. I, I, I said the second that went in, I said we're going to win the league. And that was possible. I always get the score wrong in this one. You always correct me. So I don't even bother talking about it. I just talk about the goal. Um, Jason Maloney, of all people, had a stat for me, Gar. Go on. Maloney is now giving me stats. Only two defeats in the last 21 games. And both of them were to Bowles. I'm telling you. I'm, oh, I'm not even going to talk about Bowles. Um, Four points ahead of Dundalk after six games. It's not so much that it means anything. It's just more so... How many of the last few seasons after six games have we been six or seven exactly. points behind Exactly, it does Dundalk? mean something. It does mean something because we have a good start. We've started well, which is not the case. When's the last time we, we started well? It was under O'Neill, wasn't it? 
You need a good start. Actually, not true. It was Crawley. We started well in Crawley's last season. Crawley's last season. So, the last time we started this well in the league, our manager was sacked midway through. Okay, shut up now, Prof. <laughs> um, listen, it is, it's, it's, it is early days, but you have to be positive and, and try and build on this moment. Look at our next three games. I mean, you have Sligo at home, Harps away, UCD at home. you got to be able to look at that and think, okay, we could take some serious points from that. I know you hate predicting uh, predicting wins and predicting points tallies, but... It, I you, do hate it, but you ca- did you call out the three games there? Sligo, Harps and UCD. you got to look at that and want nine and realistically have nine and say, okay, we'll take nine points. I know it's this is a fan's perspective. We're not. It's, it's more so that it's that's our last, that's the end of our series. I know we're kind of we're playing Harps twice in there, but it's our first nine games. Yeah. So imagine you're finishing your series off with those three wins. Ah, oh, be super, be super, wouldn't it? What a what a way to go into round two. Um, massive win, probably can't underestimate how, how how big of a win that is. And those are, dare I? No, I won't say that. I won't say. I won't say what I was going to say. I might say it before the end of the show. Uh, so like we said, we know what our next three games are, and then we have a brand new initiative. So, uh, UCD on March 29th, we now are having a Polish night. So, a new initiative by a brand new committee at the club who are trying to get more people, bums on seats and people through the turnstiles. So, we will be having more info on this soon, but there will be a scarf swapping station. So, all of the Polish fans in and around Tala who attend, hopefully they'll bring their Lech Poznan flags, their... Vishla Krakow scarves and they can swap them for some Rovers ones and uh, we're trying to build up a bit of a community in Tala and just do more in the round Tala and get more fans in get more bums on seats so hopefully uh, it'll be a success and more to follow so do stay tuned for more on our Polish night versus UCD on March 29th no Audra scarves I don't think they're extinct now no God, oh, imagine we came across one that'd be one for Johnny Blues wouldn't it uh, we move on to other results as well. We had um, the Clan of Orcs drew one all versus Derry, and we had Dundalk for Waterford nil, and they're starting the motor now, Prof. They're looking mm-hmm. good. We I thought think. they might, all right. Yeah, so we have uh, yeah Dundalk are starting the motor now, Prof. They're looking good. Sean Murray is looking lethal in the middle of the park for them. Like I said, well, it's not as if we can really tell considering the fucking stat. The highlights package is minimal. All we can see is a couple of seconds, so it's hard to even judge. But uh, an absolute ding-dong in Finn Harps mm. with Gerald Morrissey. <laughs> see that goals, did you? Actually, Shane and work was, was showing me the, the car. The fact goal. that a non-league boy guy, exactly, non-league that says guy showed you. Yeah. That, the, t- the two touches and then buried in the top corner. Even the other guy <coughs> scored was amazing. So. Really cool. uh, and then on the Saturday, we had Sligo. Uh, Romeo Parks getting the winner but apparently UCD were a better team and all over them so Jamaican International Jamaican International nicked one Cork fell behind twice in that game to yeah, that is they showed a lot of perseverance there and um, it is a good win up. I mean it's a tough place to go speaking of Dundalk uh, another stat that I forgot to mention because I'm being complacent lately yeah was that I that, noticed, yeah. that clean sheet we kept against Dundalk uh, the week before last we were the first team to keep a clean sheet against them in the league since Cork in April. 26 consecutive league games. 26 consecutive. And we kept them at bay. And to yeah. tell you what... Yeah, so that's a roundup of the results. I and mean, then we had James Rogers, a journalist, wrote, the injury situation is that bad at Dundalk right now. Not even the lad doing the tweeting on the club account tonight, Dan Pope, came in on crutches. 
So even their their media guys on the crutches. But um yeah, so Dinny Corcoran showed up on Countdown. It's something else to talk about as well. Um strange one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the second best Leave Ireland appearance on Countdown since or after Rovers fan Will Ferns last year. Oh yeah. So well, well done Dinny. Well done, Dinny, second best. The under-19s began their season with a 2-0 defeat to Cork at Rollstone on Saturday and they travelled to Kerry next Saturday as well. So, um, Royce's boys start off the season with a defeat. And we had the under-17s won 4-1 in Cork, which is a cracker of a win. The goal scorers were Conan Noonan. Oh, Jesus, Carl. Cole. Um, right, I'm going to skip that one for a second. Just give me a sec. <laughs> uh, uh, Sinclair Armstrong and Rolando Banya. And yeah, so Cole Omar Hiarman. Am I getting that right? I hate when people mispronounce names, so this is something I have to get right. Hold on a second. So Omar Ihar Munanen. That's what it is. Omar Ihar Munanen. I hope Cole keeps scoring every week, just so you have to keep pronouncing his name. Get the gog on this. Robert, please get in touch with me or Carl. You have our numbers. We need clarification on this. So all of our young hoops are in action on Sunday, the 17th. And the 17th play Kerry in Tala, 2 o'clock kickoff. 15s and the 13s begin their seasons that day as well. And the 15s are away to Warford. And the 13s host Warford at Roadstone. And another 2pm kickoff. So our 19s are on the Saturday, not on the Sunday. And they travel to Kerry. And of course with the junior hoops launch, which was on Saturday. And it was a fantastic occasion. Once again, got the tour of the stadium. And it was uh, it was brilliant. And Prof, tell me you saw the sticker books. I was just about to say, Glenn Dunn, I assume my 2019 sticker book is in the mail because I need this. I was telling them last night about our obsession with Premier Leagues when we were younger and this shit is real, Prof. I'm going to be setting up a swap station. So I'm going to have <laughs> me stack with the elastics around them and you're going to be flicking through and going, have, 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 need, need. Where's the shinies? I want to know where's the shiny crests. If the crests aren't shiny, <laughs> you can fuck off. It's done. So you're going to be... And like Jaden's like, Dad, where's the sticker book? I'm like, it'll be here, son. You mean my sticker book, son? <laughs> yeah. Our sticker book. Like, Dad, can I... No, you can't. You, you have to put it right where the edges... The square goes in the square. Like, actually, I actually I'm actually doubting letting him have anything to do with this. Because <laughs> if he doesn't put the stickers exactly where they're supposed to be, I'll go nuts. If one is slightly outside the line, there's going to be trouble. You're going to be ground for a week. It's poking like a true sticker, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the, the buzz back then with the stickers, man? It was unreal. You'd open one up and you just... It was an addiction. I remember you telling me that your dad would come home and he'd have them hidden all over. Be like, oh, I have another one. It's here. I'm going to take it out. Like, There'd always be one bastard that would just frustrate you for weeks. It was either a shiny crest or you had just one player that you couldn't get. And... Uh, Oh, it was, it was the thing back then, wasn't it? By the way, the picture on the pitch taken of the players and the junior hoops now, who's the kid who's the same height as Bradzer? <laughs> what? Is the junior hoop the same height as Bradzer? Can we check his birth certificate? Are you sure it's just not a clean-shaven uh, Paul Weaver? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we Podge Ammon got a call up to the Ireland squad. Absolutely chuffed from friend of the podcast and uh, long-time hoop and admittedly still a Hoops fan so delighted to see him call up and love to see him get a game as well get that cap hopefully it won't be a Robbie Gaffney cap another Robbers link in there actually Mark Travers 
19-year-old keeper at Bournemouth. He was actually in the Rovers team that won the inaugural under-17s league here. Really? Yep. How long ago was that? A few years now, I think. A few years ago? Jeez, I didn't know that. And who did he progress on to after that? I don't know if he went straight to the Bournemouth or yeah. what. Good show, Prof. And Actually, credit the Dunster for that one. Big shout out to the Dunst. And we've been drawn away to Bray Wanderers in Pat Tutty's favourite second round of the League Cup. And also, we've been getting suggestions for new things and what we what we need to do. So, um, Pat Tutty's latest suggestion for the show is to have a Splifties edition. So, I'll let, you, I'll let that one sink in and, and let, let you really think about what that could be about. But, um, yeah, so drawn away to Bray in the second round of the League Cup and uh, must win second round that's the first time we've drawn them in any cup competition oh that's a stat and a half ever we've never gotten them the FAO either never got them. It's one. Of, there's only like three if you take out like Cabin Teedy and Wexford like all the long term teams since 1985 or more there's only like three ties that have never happened and one of them is Rawers versus Bray in the FAO Cup never met them in the Leinster Senior Cup or League Cup in 11 years that's crazy we met them in the 2008 League Cup. That was the last time. I've never gotten them in the FAI. Yep. So that is um, that. Is that. And then uh, we send out our condolences to Mark Lynch on the passing of his father at the weekend. So um, yeah, our condolences go to Mark and his family. So next up we have uh, Quifties with our young guns. Sean Callum, Brandon Kavanagh and Dean Dillon. Okay, so we're back at the Rollstone for a final round of questions for the East Stand qualifiers. And as always, it's 10 questions each, 15 second time limit, and we have to take your first answer. So, so far, we have Trevor Clark on one point, Jack Bourne on three, Aaron Green on four, and leading the way on five points each is Aaron McAniff, Orhan Vujic, and Leon Poles. So, there are only three open slots in the round of 16. So, any of a few lads can bank six points today, you're guaranteed to advance, and you need at least five to be in with a show. And then it comes down to a tiebreaker. So, we're going to go with Dean Dillon. So Dean, how many former hoops were in the same Pat starting eleven last Friday? Yeah. Go through them there. Slim Madden, Webby, Mikey Drennan, uh, Downer, Brando. Five seconds. Uh, nine. No, but the, the question was how many hoops were in the starting eleven? Oh, five. <laughs> no, it was four. It was Madden, Melee, Birmingham, and Drennan. Uh, you need, there is a lot. Those, no, those five out of seven subs. Five out of seven subs. Who is currently top scorer in the Champions League? Champions um, League. Oh, Messi. No, Robert Lewandowski with eight goals. And which Welsh club knocked Leicester City and Middlesbrough of this year's FA Cup? Uh, Swansea. Newport County. Paul Jammon scoring a goal. <laughs> which Premier League goalkeeper announced that he would retire at the end of this season? Check. Yeah, that's one. Which German club play at the Volkswagen Arena? Wolfsburg. Yeah, Oakey's former team. Name a lake in Longford. Lock Dorg. No. Lock Forbes, Gauna, Canal and Ray. Uh, what is the national emblem of New Zealand? National emblem. What do you associate New Zealand with? 
Fucking Brando knows this one. Zebra. No. <laughs> the Kiwi. Uh, what happens during Ramadan? Muslim fast. Yeah. Uh, during the day. Hang on the money. How many sides in total? Now, to this one's a maths question. How many sides in total would three triangles and three rectangles have? 21. Yes. Zero Living on a Prayer, the 1986 hit single was performed by who? Bon Jovi. Yeah, there we go. So you're in with a shout. So that's it. Well in with a shout. We have Brando. Terrible Brando start. jumping a hot speed there. Start, Good crumbling stock. <coughs> so which three outfield players have started every league game for over so far this season? Jack Bourne. Yeah, that's one. Um, Arden Who is leading the assists charts in the English Premier League? Sorry, what was that again? The assists. Who has the most assists at the moment in the English Premier League? Eden Hazard with 11. Jack Grealish was attacked by a fan at the weekend. How long was the jail sentence he received? Name the Irish billionaire who was Celtic's majority shareholder. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I have which team is currently second in La Liga? Atletico, is it? Yeah, Atletico, great show. Where was the brand Balenciaga founded? France. Spain. Oh. It's, it is, it's holdings are in France, but it's, no, it's, it's, it's founded in Spain. <laughs> Balenciaga is Spanish. Who is current UFC lightweight champion of the world at 155 pounds? Not that. Not that. I don't know. I think it's a third No, no, I don't know. Third tail, no. Khabib Nurmagomedov. Which country is known by having the shape of a boot on the map? The what? Which country is known by having the shape of a boot? It looks. Yeah, that's it. If something costs 30 euro. But there's now twenty percent off. How much would you pay? Twenty-four euro. Yeah. <laughs> Name any film in Peg and Frost's three fa flavors Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> That's all. All the way. I'm not gonna get that. Simon Peg and Nick Frost, two English lads. You seen? <coughs> no guess at all. No. no, no. Shaun of the Dead, Half Fools, The oh, World's End. Yeah, we couldn't oh. think of it. Oh, you know, no, no, the red-headed fella. Yeah. Yeah. Four points. So four points. This one will take that. <coughs> Sean Callum, the dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the tenth anniversary of Tallah Stadium on Wednesday. Who scored the first ever goal there? Gary Twig. That's it. What was Kildare County's old ground called? 
Kalerim on yourself. Yeah. Kalerim. Don't know. Newbridge player there, Station Road. What's the furthest Manchester City have ever reached in the Champions League? Um, last 16, is it? No, the semi-finals in 2016. Cesc Fabregas signed for which French club at the turn of the year? Monaco. Yeah. Name the famous father of Celtics loan signing Timothy Weah. George is it? George Wade, well, yeah, yeah. former Liberian striker. He was a he was a beaut, wasn't he? Which fruit is Wexford known for? Should know this. Fruit. Yeah. Strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deirdre, Eric, and Garrett were names of what? Most recently. Storms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big brains on this one. <laughs> How many meters in a kilometer? How many meters? Hundred? No, tell us. Which small country of about thirty thousand people is bordered to the north by Spain? How many thousand? Thirty thousand people. Small little country. Bordered to the north by Spain. Geography's terrible. Mexico. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back a building. Name the last one. Name the name the Russian boxer who Rocky Balboa faced in Rocky IV. Oh, oh you need this. Watch him. Oh, I should That's forget. A for I know, yeah. The big. No, two seconds? No, I don't know. Ivan Drago there, yeah. Dean, I was dying for it. So, <coughs> high score, enough lads aren't bad. So Dean and Sean. Fuck off, So this is where it comes down to how many league titles and all that you picked. <laughs> oh, oh so we actually, for the first time, this is the first time we've done this. I think I got this right, yeah. I'm done, I went too low. I'm focusing. Now, have the lads picks. Start with Sean. 17-24, so Sean nailed it. Yeah, Sean yeah. had a bang on. Hey. You're, you're into the last 16. So. Well, yeah, it was a Dean, wasn't it? And it was something like 24, so I said 12. 17-12. <laughs> 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 I got the leagues right, though. Yeah. And then we... Okay. So, a good Sean from the lads. Yeah, I'm sure when... When you heard us call out those three names, you were expecting like a comedy show, but that was a decent effort. Sean Callum was on fire at one stage, he got, I think he got three or four in a row. Sean Callum was flying, and we were thinking potential Yeah, we, we had given him the dark year. horse. And uh, then tag. he goes and says that Mexico is beside Spain. Mexico. Oh, God. I even said this to my dad afterwards, and he was like, Mexico? <laughs> I know, I, I only picture <laughs> I'm saying as well. Um, yeah, so... The way we're going to work it now, the tiebreaker, what way did we say? Oh, we, we haven't explained this. Yeah. See, before, every time we've done these qualifiers, we've sat the players down and we have this sheet where we've asked them to tell us how many league titles we've won and how many cup, FAI cups we've won. And if you remember this last season, most of the players got this question wrong. I think only Sean Boyd nailed it. Sean Boyd uh, yeah. knocked it out of the park. So, I remember someone in the forum saying, um, 
he suggested that there should be bonus points for Rora's knowledge. I remember thinking that was a good idea. So that's where the idea for this thing for the the tiebreaker came about. Like young Leon Polge yeah. looking up the uh, the attendance of or the the capacity oh, of the Stadium. That's straight away. Yeah. So we've been getting them to fill in the leagues and cups in the event of a tiebreaker, and then that didn't happen. So we had we had McIniff, Oki, Pauls, Dean Dillon, and uh, Sean Callan, all on five. The players that nailed either the leagues or cups were McIniff, Callan, and Dillon. Yeah, definitely agree with that. And how that 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 has to be the way forward. You're getting mm. you're getting your brownie points for for knowing about Rovers, yeah. So those three have gone through, and now we're on to our last sixteen. Yep. So we are motoring now. We're gonna do the draw, um, and it should be a bit of crack. So uh, just as we're speaking now, another one has been booked on to the Tifties Roadshow and of course it is Barney Lee Barnwall is officially booking himself on yes so we have uh, some colour commentary to say the least on the Tifties Roadshow so it's filling up fast and of course he will probably avail of the old Northside pickup. he did an excellent job hosting the end of season special a couple of years ago remember that? <laughs> yeah Fair play to him. some fella I swear to God so that is another one booked on and uh we are now going to do starting 11s and predictions. Right, so uh, today, I'm just going for the same team. It has to be. How could you drop anybody? Actually, do you know what? You can drop someone. Um, ooh, I'd like to be able to put Joey centre-half and move Pico out of the team. But... I don't think we have anybody there. We've no Alex Dunn. We've no Eden Boyle. Um, I think Eden Boyle is close to returning though. It, he's not going to be totally fit. So I'm going to keep the same team. You can't drop anyone. I think it's it was an excellent performance. And um, I'm going to keep the same team. And hopefully they push on a beast logo. I'm going to pick the same team with the asterisks of let's play it out from the back via Joey O'Brien and Lee Grace. Oh yes, <laughs> only those two. <laughs> only those two. No one else is allowed past the ball out from the back. <clears throat> um, and my prediction is, I'm gonna say it. Do you know what? I'm gonna say we come from behind, win two one. Ooh, come from behind. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just it's stuck with me for the whole weekend. I'll say two one as well, but Sligo nick a late consolation goal, a la Gavin Pearce. In the first game of Tata 10 years ago. Ah, I see, I see. So you're going to go for a 2-1. Yeah. We're both going for a 2-1. Nostalgic 2-1. Yeah. So uh, that is it for this week. Quick stat though about Sligo. They've never kept a clean sheet in Tata. They've come to Tata 18 times. Never. And we've always scored against them. Always oh, scored against them, Prof. You do know Maloney is going to rub this one in your face. Good home record against them in recent times too. Seven wins and a draw in our last eight. And but they're on the road. They've two. I think they have two wins in a row now. They've won away to Harps and they have won at home to UCD. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will need to be at the same pace and the same standard as we were against Pats. So uh, it's, that's it for this week. Book on to the Tifties Roadshow. Do not forget, it's going to be a cracker. And get yourself down. Bring a friend. It's going to be an absolute packed house on Friday. Bring a friend. I mean, 
it's going to be a cracker. And of course, and one, thing, one more thing as well. Um, a friend of mine in work has asked me to help out with a bucket collection for Down Syndrome Ireland. So we will be having a couple of buckets in and around Sloy, in and around the, the Torn Soils. And I'm probably going to do one um, just in and around the ground. And so, listen, please give as much as you can. Anything, a euro, five or whatever you, whatever you want. The buckets are sealed. Everything will be counted by Down Syndrome Ireland. And uh, yeah, it's for a fantastic cause, and we're having a charity match as well in uh, the Rollstone on the seventh of April. So if anything you can give will be really, really helpful, and it's just to kind of raise money for Down Syndrome Ireland. So um, that is that, and of course we do have a Northside pickup on the Tifties Roadshow. It will be at the Clayton Airport, just off the M50 at the hotel, the Clayton Airport Hotel. So we are catering to everybody's needs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's needs. So that is it. But so if, if you live in Swords, for example, you know who you are. Yeah. Get your name down. Get no your no name excuse now. No excuse because there is a Northside pickup. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's it for this week. So see you in Block X and keep on hooping. See you. You are moving on a crowded street. Various shades of people In the summer's harshest heat A story in your eye Will speak Until your mind's at ease Ten years come and gone so fast I might as well be dreaming Sunny days have burned to bad Across another season a fortune rises to the sky Ten years come and gone so fast You are driving down an empty road Beside a shady river When the sky turns dark as stone The trees begin to shiver the grace of God is nigh Ten years come and gone and that flash has never been forgotten Sunny days have burned to pass Across another season